Hey, welcome back to A Day on the Journey podcast. This is Tamar, and I am presenting you with episode two, where we talk about during the process. And you'll see what I mean about that a little bit more when you listen to it. But I hope you enjoy and I hope that it's encouraging, but also asking yourself some questions by the end of this podcast as well. Well, as always, thank you for tuning in and welcome to A Day on the Journey. everyone it's Tamar and welcome back and so today I wanted to really dig in deep about the process of sanctification again always thank you for joining a day on the journey podcast and I really hope that this encourages you but also let you know that we're all on this journey together so the first thing I wanted to start with this time is going over Colossians chapter 1 so Colossians in that chapter Paul was writing to the Saints because he noticed that they were falling into this era by false teachings and just things that were occurring at this time you see many times that Paul continues to just admonish the Saints to continue to walk according to what they have been taught so his teachings pretty much was bringing them back to a remembrance of the truth of the gospel. And so he's encouraging their faith in Christ to continue to walk worthy of the call and that they may be filled with the knowledge of the will of God in all wisdom and spiritual understanding so that they would walk fully pleasing to him and also being fruitful. He goes on to say like how Christ has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the light of his redemption through his blood by the forgiving of our sins. And I don't know about you, but I am very humble by the fact that Jesus died for us, died for all our sins and redeemed us unto himself. So what he was doing was what he reconciled all things to himself including us so he then reminds the saints that and proceeded to say that you were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works yet now reconciled in the body of christ's flesh through death to present us holy blameless and above reproach If indeed, and this is if indeed we continue in the faith grounded and steadfast and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which we have heard. So there's so many things in Colossians that we can really just rest in and just reflect on one. A lot of times it seems like in this present time as we're on our journey with Christ for somehow all of a sudden the gospel even in our own journey begins to be 
offensive, right? So things no longer, or the way that we see things holy, or the way that we see things blameless or above reproach, we used to delight in those things, especially when we got saved, we were radically saved, we were talking to people about the gospel, and it was just a beautiful transformation of renewing of the mind. But when you are going through things in life, so many things begin to try to pick at the knowledge that you know that you once obtained, that you were transformed from. And while you're walking in the light now, it it seems like your convictions or you begin to back away from them. So sometimes I think we forget that we are renewed in Christ because of the testing of our faith along the journey. And so I wanted to make this analogy, you know, as we are, you know, picture it as, you know, you're in school, you know, when you take a test and after completing it, you recognize that you didn't get the grade you wanted at all. So in reality, that was because you didn't study or put in the time you should. Um, And there are times where you just take a test and you can't believe the outcome. But in those instances, there are several scenarios in which you could pull from. You could, you know, study, um, learn from the lesson, do better next time. Um, Most times the reason that there is a lack of growth is because instead of learning from the greater outcome, at times we get discouraged or we shrug our shoulders and carelessness or give up or don't see the lesson that what we need to change by studying ourselves to make that change to improve. We do that with, with tests. It discourages us. And, you know, we're just like, you know what? I didn't pass it. Oh, well, but that is not the healthy attitude to take, take on. So whether you are new in Christ on your journey or whether you are on the journey in Christ over time, and there's different things that are coming up against you and you're just being tested and tried, I want to let you know that a lot of times that when it comes, like a lot of times I feel like we take this same approach when it comes to the word of God and reading scripture or the things God highlights, we tend to shy away from it, not wanting to deal with it, not wanting to mature because it seems hard. And truthfully, though it is, ultimately it's not if we continue to trust God. Studying or things that the Holy Spirit highlights are for our profit to strengthen things that that actually or something that God intends to remove because the things that are supposed to remain, those are things that will stay. So for the moment, it seems uncomfortable, but in the long run, it's profitable and it produces fruit that will remain. So while we're on the subject of fruit that will remain, it leads me to Galatians 5.22. And we all know this. I really recommend reading Galatians 5 all together because it shows you the 
conflict or the you know, the comparison to when we are living in the flesh and these things that come up on the inside of us and, and when we are walking by the spirit. Okay. So the Galatians 5, 22, 23, specifically the fruits of the spirit are love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. And so I I wanted to say that when you are going through certain things, and I can definitely testify of these circumstances in my own life, it is so important to allow the Lord to fine tune these areas. Because at the end of the day, you know, say just for example, I, I want to use like, you know, kindness, say that you always operated in anger and strife. And once you come into the knowledge of Christ, once you're renewed in your mind and set free from the things that, you know, that you were like prior to the transformation. And it's just not ultimately for these things specifically, but he works the fruits of the spirit in our lives so that we can be a representation of Christ altogether. So I would say that you can't really teach the fruits of the spirit. You can teach it to a degree, but some of these things you have to experience and let the Holy Spirit really work his will in your life. But the only way that he can work his will in your life is if you actually open up your heart and actually surrender and actually are in a a posture of humility so that he can actually remove these things from you so that again, it'll be sustaining fruit for your journey ahead. And again, God's intention is to conform us more um, like him. I heard it best like this is that ultimately we can't do that on our own, right? We can't maintain the fruits of the spirit outside of the leading of the Holy Spirit. And I I remember hearing something like it, it takes God to serve him. And for me, that statement is is so true because even daily, it's so easy to revert back into, you know, your, your own mindset, the way that you feel like you should handle things, the way that you feel like you should respond and, and the things that you really want to do. And that's because it's like, it's always this, wrestle against, you know, this, our sin nature and, and against what God has transformed us into. And so it's, it's so important to stay close to the word of God, stay close to, you know, community who follow after the word of God. And so important to adhere to what his leading is and to also keep your, uh, your convictions. I, I think at times we really try to, after a while, we really try to skim through the scriptures and, and interpret a meaning outside of what the word is saying so that it's almost like we cover our eyes as if we didn't see what the Bible was referencing to, to it regards to our life. Like sometimes we, we like to pick up, pick out scriptures. So that, that part that where it cuts 
is just unbothered. But we can all agree that even though the Bible is, uh, or some people see it as a history of events, it's still present to us and pertains to even our lives even now. It brings me also to the scripture, Hebrews 4.12, where it states, For the word of God is alive and active and sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and it judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. Nothing in all creation is hidden from God's sight. Everything is uncovered and laid before him, before the eyes of him, that whom we must give an account. That for me says a lot. It says a lot to me. And I think that in this present time, we just, again, have to be really careful of, one, skimming the word, treating the gospel like it's, you know, just a a book or also trying to, you know, get away with things that the Lord has brought us out of, though there is no, you know, condemnation for those who love Christ Jesus, our freedom is not liberty to still do what we want to. In fact, if when you're loving the Lord, you don't even want to do the same things that, that, you know, you used to do before. So, you know, I just wanted to take the time and to say that, through this process of sanctification and though it may seem hard to let go of some things or you know we have this such a a tight grip on some so many things that we want to hold on to because it just it seems like we must have it we must have it and the lord's shining this light like this flashlight like no trust me just let it go and you'll be free. I think if we continue to trust the Lord and get back to that place of really, you know, after his heart and having the mind of Christ, we in, in drawing more closer to him and abiding in him and again, just allowing him to lead our way. Because again, like, when we walk in the flesh, like it, it doesn't like those who walk in the spirit are the sons of God, right? So when we walk in in the flesh, we, we can't walk in the spirit. They don't, they can't even, they don't work together, right? They don't even, they can't even dwell together. So to even know Christ or to know the knowledge of Christ is to walk in the spirit. So we don't entertain the things of the flesh and we may slip and fall here and there, but the beauty of it is that you get back up and you try again and you repent, you change, you turn away from your sins, trusting in the Lord, truly surrendering, truly giving yourself over to God and letting him lead instead of you lead. A lot of times if we are honest, you know, I've done this before in my own journey where I wanted to just hold on to some things. I was so afraid of letting go, so afraid of not knowing the the what's going to happen next. But the thing about it is like 
with, uh, without faith, it's actually impossible to please God. So we can't see him, but we know that he's there, right? We know that God's working. We know that he's moving. We know that he saved us by his, by grace. We know that he's transformed us. We came into this new knowledge and I just want to encourage you, whether you're new coming into the journey where you, whether you don't know him is that God is real. God is able and the things that you're holding on to that he's prompting you to release into his, to his to his hands you have to know that everything is better in the hands of God and there's so many testimonies of that like you don't have to be or compromise the word of God to fit in. You don't, sometimes these, this journey could feel lonely, but at the same time, again, you have people who are on the same journey as you. And even again, if you don't know Christ and want to come into the knowledge of who he is, all it is, is letting go of you and really surrendering, giving all to, to God because he is real and he does transform. He does renew our minds. But for those who have been on the journey, like such as myself over the years, and you've been shaken and many things have come to try to break up your foundation, or I want to let you know, stand strong, um, be grounded um, in who you know Christ is, and don't allow the circumstance of this present time to move what you know to be true about the gospel or don't allow different ideas to shape your understanding, but get your understanding from the word of God and, and the full gospel. That is, that is where you will find truth. And so, and the things again, that he's pointing his finger on that, you know, you probably shouldn't be doing it. Don't resist the Holy spirit. Just, you know, day by day, begin to let those things, let God have those things and trust that he has something good on the other side of your surrender. And so I wanted to encourage us with that again, and to also leave you with this question at this time in your journey and this process of walking with God, what are the things that you know the Lord has spoken on? What are the things that you and I can do to really, you know, get back to that place of just you know, in awe of Christ, get back to our convictions, get back to allowing God to lead our lives, get back to trusting him because he is our first love, right? God is love. And the testimony of Jesus is the the greatest example of love, right? And again, so many things in this world has distracted. So many things has happened and that, that we, we know that, that it does affect us. But at the end of the day, we want to remember the eternal perspective as well of what this is all unto you. Again, there's always someone there that needs your prayers. It's always another life that needs to be transformed. Another um, per thing, situation that needs a solution. And the answer will always be Christ. So let me 
pray for us. Father, I thank you for the testing. I thank you for the pruning. I thank you that you would strengthen us as your people to continue to trust in what you're doing, to yield to you, to, again, reestablish our love for you, going after you and the things that are on your heart, the things that are on your mind. Give us the mind of Christ, Father, where we have lost zeal, where we have obtained new knowledge that has made our knowledge, you know, not your truth, God, let us obtain the wisdom that is from God, that we would be examples, God, in this earth and be examples to those after us and before us, Father, let us not come up with things that will just compromise the your word, your truth, Lord, let us not feel, you know, guilty of, of things that we have done, but let us just turn, let us repent, let us just acknowledge it because you said that you chasten those whom you love. And we thank you for the chastening because when you chasten us, then you deal with us as sons and you deal with us as daughters. And Lord, we thank you, God, that our testimonies of transformation will transform someone else because we know that when we change, then communities change. We know that as you are doing the work in our lives, again, it is all unto you. And so because things are all unto you, you know what to do with it best. So we trust you with every area of our life. We trust you with our families. We believe the report of the Lord. We believe in you know, what you're doing inside salvation. And we believe God, your word, Lord. So allow us God not to have these idols in our heart. I just pray father that you would release people, you know, us from pride, that you would release us from lust, greed, God, envy, strife, father, um, sexual immorality. God, we, we just pray that you would take those things from us and help us to walk those things out and to really surrender father. And as we continue to surrender, those things are, you're going to just separate from us, God, because you delight in, you know, freeing your people from the things that was never really intended to be a part of our lives, but because we were born again in sin and iniquity, this was a part of our journey. But now that we have new knowledge, we don't have to compromise that new knowledge, God, by fitting in. We don't have to compromise that new knowledge because uh, even when the enemy comes to try to make us weary in well-doing, I pray that you strengthen your people of God, strengthen those who who are coming and into the kingdom of God and, and knowing who, who they are because of their identity in you, because you freed them. So we thank you for our testimonies. We thank you father for again, just for the things that you revealed to us. And we just pray father that we would stand on your word. And so I just, again, pray strength in the name of Jesus. Well, God bless and until next time.